Okay, Boker Tov, today's daf is daf Tess in <coughs> Rosh Hashanah, as we learn it, continue to learn for four slim for Yosef Azriel ben Chaim Michal. We're at the fourth line on daf Tess. The Gemara now says, We said yesterday that we add from Chol al Kodesh, right? We add from Chol al Kodesh, in other words, whenever you have, like we see Shabbos, Yon, Tavim, Kippur, we'll see, you're always, it's mid rice that you're supposed to add on. So therefore, if, let's say, we have to start Yontif or Shabbos at Shkia Misafik, because Shkia could already be the next day, we're not sure Shkia is Ben Hashmoshos, beginning of Ben Hashmoshos, and we don't know, might be the new day. So you have to add a little bit before Shkia, and as we'll see a little bit after, say, Sekhovim at the end of the day. So the Masif Nechol where do we know this from? The Tanya. The Pusik says <coughs> in Shmos, uh, Lamedalad, it says like this, Sheshis Yamantabot, Work for six days. On seventh day is Shabbos. In plowing and in harvesting, you must refrain from doing work. Make Shabbos, right? Why only those two? There's 39 tishbos. So the first opinion of the Gemara is that it can't be referring to Shabbos because it's not just those two Melochas that are also, all the other Melochas are also on Yantav too, on Shabbos also. So therefore, what are we speaking about? We're talking about Shemitah, the Chorosh of Katsir Tishbos. So the Gemara says like this: Obviously, you can't plow and harvest. Plowing is part of the planting process. You can't plow and harvest in the seventh year because we already know that's You shouldn't plant and you shouldn't harvest in the seventh year. So what's Bechar Tishbos teaching me? It can't be speaking about Shabbos apparently according to Bekiva because Shabbos has other Yisurim too, not just Charsh and Katsir. If you're talking about Shemitah, well, it can't be the Shemitah year itself because that's uh, that we know already. It means this: you can't even plow. Before Shvius in the sixth year, in the Shmiti, the year before the the, uh, the seventh year, you can't even plow there. You can't plow there either. Meaning, you have to add on the surum of planting and harvesting. Apply both a little bit before Shmiti year and after. Let's say you had something which grew a, grew a third all the uh, already grew a third during Shmiti year. You can't harvest that immediately after the year. So both in the sixth year and in the eighth year, you also have to um, have to conduct yourselves as if it is Shemitah year, a little bit before and after. So this is the source in the Torah that we have to add on from Chol Al HaKodesh. The seventh year is is Kadosh. Every, the, the, the fruits and the, and the uh, grains are holy, so to speak. You can't take them. They belong to God and God has been mafka them to everybody. And you have to add on from Shmi, you have to add on a little bit from the Chol, from the sixth year and the eighth year, you have to add on to the seventh year. Rabbi Shmuel says, no, 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 we're really speaking about Shabbos. We're talking about Shabbos. He's not talking about Shemitah here. This Pasuk, it says, We're talking about regular weekdays, six days you work, seventh day is Shabbos. What's the point of that? Aren't there 37 other Melachas? Why is he mentioning these? To teach me how Lacha. This that you can't do, that you have to stop from doing work, is both harvesting and, and uh, is both uh, plowing and harvesting to teach me a special halacha. There is no such thing as plowing, which is a mitzvah. Plowing is, uh, you know, is if you want to do it, you do it. You don't want to do it, you don't. There's no such thing as a mitzvah to plow. Even when it comes to uh, the Omer and the Shteh 
which are carbonos that are brought from the grains. So you might say, well, maybe it's a mitzvah to plow that. No, because if you found it already plowed, if you found the field plowed already, that's good enough. You don't have to go plow it. So there's no such thing as a charish, which is a mitzvah. So Yidarshan is like this, just like charish is always a rishus, it's never a mitzvah. Af katsir rishus. The katsir, the charish and katsir tishbos that you must refrain from plowing and harvesting is only when it's not a mitzvah. Just like charish is always a rishus, it's never a mitzvah. The harvesting also that, that's prohibited is also only when it's not a mitzvah. Yatsa katsir haomer, excluding harvesting the omer. The omer, the barley that you have to harvest to bring the carbon on the second day of Pesach, which which permits chadash to be eaten throughout the throughout the, the land, yotzak tzir haomer shu mitzvah. That's a mitzvah. Even if you found something which was already harvested, cut down, there's a special mitzvah to cut it down specifically for the omer. Even if you're mechal Shabbos, that's the point that the tzir haomer, which is a mitzvah, is docha Shabbos. That's what he learns out from this pasuk. He says, yeah, you can't work, if six days you work, seventh day is Shabbos. What kind of, what is prohibited on Shabbos? Charish and Katsir Tishbos. Katsir, which is like Charish, where it's a, where it's an option, where it's optional. It's an elective. It's not required. It's not, a, the Torah doesn't require you to do it. But when you're required to do it, like for example, when it comes to the harvesting of the, uh, of the Omer, which is a mitzvah to cut it down, the shame mitzvah's Omer, even on Shabbos, you cut it down. That's what he learns out from this Pesach. Okay, so according to Rabbi Shmuel, who darshans this Pesach for these halachas of Shabbos, not regarding, not regarding the sixth year or the eighth year of a Shemitah, so how does he, Rishmael, how does he know that you add on from Cholokodesh Mitah Raisa? <coughs> Again, it's a Do Raisa. From this Pesach, you should afflict yourselves, meaning you should... Not you should not eat with and the other afflictions, but the eating is a is a chayiv kares. On the ninth day of Tishrei, I might think you fast on the ninth day of Tishrei. Erev in Kippur, Tamalom beerev in the evening. So eat in the evening. Only when it gets dark. So why does it say so Tamalom Oh, maybe only when it gets dark, meaning when the day really starts. Let's say it's Shkia. So uh, maybe only have to start fasting then. Says so no, this is Batisha on the ninth day, which is before Shkia. Okay, so, so how do you how do you uh, um, reconcile these two things? Maschil masanim about yom. You start fasting already when it's still daytime on the ninth day. So this is the source from Masifim Chalakodesh because the pasuk says you have to start fasting on the ninth day. It says Batisha b'chodesh be'erev me'erev ad'erev. So. What is it? It doesn't just mean at night. Why, why does it say Tisha? You have to start fasting on the ninth day. So from here we see that you add on from Chol Alakodesh. That's only when Yom Kippur starts. Because How do I know when Yom Kippur ends also that we must add on a few minutes, at least a few minutes, right? If you want to be Machmer, you could add on more. But that's, how do you know you have to add on after Yom Kippur is over? You must add on to the holiness of the day and keep Yom Kippur an extra few minutes or, or any amount of time. Tamalomer, Me'erev Ad Erev. Oh, just like in the evening, from the when it starts, you have to add on. In the evening, also when it ends, you also have to add on. Amy Eliam Kipper, the pasuk is speaking about Yom Kipper, as we know. Benisa must forsechem tishu b'chodesh berev. Eliam Kipper Shabbosos. How do I know? I mean, uh, how do I know to include regular Shabbosos also? Tamalomer tishbusu. It says me'erev benisa must forsechem tishu b'chodesh berev me'erev v'erev tishbusu shabbatchem. So tishbusu adds on Shabbos Yom Tovim Minayin Tamalomer Shabbatchem. So those extra words of Tishbusu Shabbatchem add on Shabbos Yom Tov. So here 
Right? Okay, so call Makam Shesh Boshus. Whenever you're supposed to rest, whether it be Yom Kippur, whether it be Shabbos, whether it be Yontif, Masit Machalala Kodesh. Okay, so therefore we know both these Tanam, one learns it out from Chash Vakatsar speaking about Shemitah, and Rabbi Shmuel who says that Chash Vakatsar is speaking about Shabbos, a regular Shabbos, teaching me that what, that you could even, that the harvesting of the Shtei Omer, if it comes out on Shabbos, of, of the um, of the Omer, when it comes out on Shabbos, you still have to harvest it specifically on Shabbos. Lecherchili, you, your Machal Shabbos, you cut it down. So, so he learns that out from uh, from, the, from from that pasuk. Uh, so, how does he know Mosim Chalosh Kodesh from this pasuk of Yom Kippur? Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva, who learns out that what Mosif Nachal Kodesh from the pasuk of Bechorish Vakatsir. What does he do with the pasuk of Betisha Bechorish Be'erav? The famous Russia. Mi boy le le keratani chia barav difti. Chia barav difti. Learn the tani chia barav difti. Pasuk is v'nisim after sechem betisha v'chi betisha masan and v'alom b'asir masan. We don't fast on the ninth day. We fast on the tenth day. El lo melacha. So what are you supposed to do on the ninth day? You're supposed to eat. And the pasuk considers eating on the ninth day like inui, as if you fasted on the ninth on the tenth day. El lo melacha kol aocha v'shosim b'chi. If you eat and, and drink on the ninth day, Malav Akasav, the Pasuk considers it as if you fasted both days. Kilu Asana Chi Ve'asiri. And Rashi in the last Rashi on Amad Aleph here in Tesamanav says, Nisa Batisha La'achila. Achila's Tisha. What does it mean you're reflecting, you're, you're reflecting yourself on the ninth day? You're talking about the ninth day. We don't fast on the ninth day. So what do you do? You eat. So, but he calls the Vinisa. I'm telling you that eating on the ninth day is like afflicting yourself. You eat, the more you eat and drink, it's better because you're afflicting yourself more. Eating on the ninth day is, is, is the Torah considers that afflicting yourself. So the more you eat, the more you're afflicting yourself. Since he says you actually, <coughs> when you actually afflict yourself in the evening, you know, so <coughs> obviously it, it's, it's only makbid about afflicting yourself on the ninth day. Uh, right, so so You're not really supposed to afflict yourself on the ninth day. He calls that inuit. Tanarabon on the top line on Testament base. Yovel he. Now we're going to skip to another. Um, uh, we're talking about Shemitah, so we're going to go to the Pesukim of Yovel. In Parakhafei of Yikra, Pasuk Chafdal says like this: What do you do on Yovel? Yovel we said is the fiftieth year. You know, Yovel is the fiftieth year. What happens on the 50th year? So, Pasuk Tesson Perikrafe says, Vavata Shova Tru Bechorosh Shvi, Baslechorosh. Like we mentioned yesterday, you have to blow the shofar on Yom Kippur of the, of the 50th year. Okay, and that tells, that, that pronounces that the slaves go out free, Jewish slaves, even if they're in the middle of their six year indenture or if they had extended it. Uh, so, they, they go out free on Yovel. Okay. Vavatim Shova Tru Bechorosh. Uh, then Pasuk Yud says, And you sanctify the 50th year. Freedom. Everybody goes out free. So number one, you have to blow the shofar. Number two, you have to let the slaves go out free. Yovel he, that's what we're going to talk about. No, Yovel he, it is Yovel. What is that extra? We've already, we already mentioned that it's Yovel, right? The 50th year you're sanctified. Why does it say Yovel? He will talk about that. That's called Shemitah's Karka, that everybody gets their, their field back. Any sales that were done during the last 50 years goes back to the original owner on, on Yovel. So these three things happen. 
you blow the shofar, you let the slaves go out free, and everybody gets their, their land back. Now the Gemara says like this, Yovel, he this Yovel, what does it teach me? So Rashi's gear says in the Bach, Yovel, Afbishloshamtu. In other words, why does it say Yovel? To tell me that even if you didn't fulfill all this stuff, we just said that uh, you know what? It's even if you didn't do that, it's still called Yovel. In other words, it's, you count it as the as this fiftieth year where you can't do the work in the land, right? Besides that, besides these three, besides that, you're not supposed to plant and, and harvest and do all these things in Los Rov, Los of Los You're not supposed to plant and harvest anything in the fiftieth year, like Shemitah year. Besides those halachas, it's still Yovel, but there are three specific things that you must do: positive things. Let the slaves go out free, blow the shofar, and let the lands go back. So the Gemara is like this, Yovel, even though you didn't send, the fields didn't go back, even though they didn't blow the shofar, it's still called Yovel. And as, as a, as, it's, called, it's, it's still considered Yovel, and you have to, um, you have to um, uh, observe all the rules of Yovel in terms of not planting. I might think even if you didn't send the slaves out free, he. Uh, so we have these words in the middle of Pasuk uh, Yud. There's another Pasuk Yud Alpha. also says Yovel here. That's a different thing. But this is Yovel. Yovel is inclusive. Yovel, it's Yovel even if you didn't let the fields go back and even if you didn't blow the shofar. But you might think it's still Yovel even though you didn't send out the slaves. No, Tamalomer, he. He is a me. It's a truth. It's got to be. That's necessary. In order to be Yovel, you have to send the slaves out. Tamalomer, he. That's our beauty. Rabbi Yossi learns it differently. Yovel he afapi shamtu, even though he agrees with me, even though you didn't send the fields back to the original owners, even though you didn't send out send send the slaves out free. He says those things aren't necessary, it's still called Yovel. I might think even if he didn't blow the shofar also Tamalomer no he. The shofar is necessary. If you didn't blow the shofar, it's not Yovel. So the Gemara now says, So according to Rabbi Yossi that we're explaining now, that says what? That Tkiya shofar is a requirement without the shofar, it's not Yovel. Since one pasuk includes more, Yovel says it's Yovel even if he didn't do everything. And the pasuk of he, the word he, Yovel is inclusive. He is exclusive. It's not Yovel unless you did so and so. So if one pasuk is marba, one pasuk includes more even if he didn't do those things. And one pasuk says no, if he didn't do those things, it's not Yovel. Why do I say that Yovel? What do I say? It's Yovel even if you didn't send out the slaves. But it's not Yovel unless you blew the shofar. It's possible that there's nobody to send out home. Maybe there's no slaves. Like today, when we don't have slaves, it's possible there's no slaves. Right? But it's impossible not to have a world where there's not a shofar. You could always blow the shofar. There's always a shofar in the world. So it's impossible not to have a world without, uh, it's impossible to have a world without a Tzikiyah Shofar. Tzikiyah Shofar is always possible. So it's more likely that we'll say what's, what's required, Tzikiyah Shofar. Sending out the slaves, you may not have any slaves to send out. Maybe there is no, there's no, there is no evidivri, but there's always a possibility of blowing the Shofar. Dover Achar, another pshat. Zoom us through the zoom us through we can rely on Bezdin to blow the shofar. It's given to the Bezdin. We know that'll be taken care of. But when it comes to seeing the slaves, that's all individuals. How can we guarantee that all the that all the people are all going to do it? We can't guarantee everybody's going to free their slaves. They're supposed to. But if they don't, 
uh, we can't guarantee it. So you can't say that Yovel is dependent on every person freeing his slaves. We don't know what they're going to do. My Dabracha, why do you need a second shot? It's impossible, even, even if you'll say that, well, it's unlikely that there's one person, that there's not one slave in the world who's not going to be uh, freed. There's got to be one slave somewhere. Even if you say that, Today, maybe you wouldn't say it, but let's say you would say, Well, anyway, the, the, the second argument of Zulmasrullah is a stronger argument. In other words, the chauffeur, we can rely that it'll be done. We give it to Bezin to do. Bezin will take care of it. But the uh, freeing of the slaves, it depends on individuals. So that's how Rabiosi learns. Now, Bishlam or Rabiosi, just explained his reasoning. He says, Why does he include? that the chauffeur must be blown for it to be Obel, but the other thing's not, like we just explained, because the chauffeur you can rely on will be taken care of by Besson. El my time. what's Rabiuda's reason? Rabiuda was the first one who said, it's, it's Yobel even though the carker didn't go back, and it's Yobel even if they didn't send the slaves, uh, uh, even if they didn't uh, blow the chauffeur, but they must send the slaves. What's his reasoning? El my time. Amakro, krosam dror ba'aris. Again, the Pasuk says, after the first Pasuk talked about blowing the shofar, then it's to sanctify the 50th year and call out freedom, and then at the end it says, let everybody, let everybody get their fields back, uh, all the fields go back in Yovel to their original owners. Pasuk says, He dashes only before, and others, and that's how How do you sanctify it? By We dash in the Pasuk right before, right before the words call out freedom. It says That's how you sanctify it. And he darshans, and he only learns below means the previous Pasuk. The before before was the was calling out the shofar. So he says, when it says and what does that do? That fulfills Vikidash Mishnasa Hamishim Shana. But not not the Abartim Shofar Torah Bukharashim, the Pasik, the previous Pasik, they talked about Shofar, we don't darshan it on that. So the Krasmar Mikrodarsh Lafana below Lifnaifanov. Okay, so we darshan it before. In other words, what does what does Vikidashnashim do? How, how is it accomplished by Ukrasim Dor by 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 calling out freedom by sending out the slaves, but not by the shofar, because that's how he dashes the pasuk. The kuliyama drawer lashon cheres, but everybody agrees that drawer is a lashon of freedom. Call out freedom to everybody in the land. My mashra. How do we know that drawer means freedom? So the tanya we had before, like a sparrow of a small bird that flies anywhere, he's free to go where he wants. The tanya angel el lashon cheres. It means freedom. How does it mean freedom? That's begging the question, right? He says, how do we know the drawer means cheres? So he says angel el lashon cheres. How? Here he explains. Malosh and Dror, Kemedayer Beidayra Umobuschor Bachomedina. It's like he can go, Dror means he can, he can live, he can dwell, Kemedayer, like, like, a, like a Dira, like a, 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 a Dayeret or a Dayar, a person who's uh, dwelling in this place, he can live wherever he wants. Kemedayer Beidayer, he can live wherever he wants. And as Dror means, he's not limited to living on this plantation or in this uh, slavery, in this servitude, he can go wherever he wants. That's Lashon of Dror, freedom that he's will, free to go wherever he wants, like we had before with the bird, who's able to fly wherever they want. These are words of Rabbi and Rabbi Yossi, again, Rabbi Yossi says that it's a requirement to send out the slaves for it to be Ovel. And Rabbi Yossi, who says, what, that it's only required, the chauffeur is the only thing required. All three are indispensable. 
In other words, you have to you have to blow the shofar, you have to let the slaves out free, you have to return the lands. Otherwise, it's not yovel. Across from door, both on and then it's yovel he, meaning yovel he. When is it yovel? It's not just the We we said before the Darshan's before yovel. When is it yovel? On across from door, it's yovel when. When you call out drawer, when everybody goes out free. That's what Rabbi said before, that that's the key. Because the only darshanit on, on Yovili, on cross from drawer, not on, not on blowing the shofar, and not on the shaftim uh, which is afterwards, which is after Yovili. says, Yovili, Tiel, Chem, Shaftim, Isha, Chuzasa. He says, No, we only darshan Yovili on cross from drawer. He, Yovel he, when is it absolutely Yovel when it's indispensable? Only on cross from drawer, not on the stuff before about blowing the shofar, and not on uh, and not on shaftim uh, ishalachuz also. But as the Rabbanan disagree with Rabbi and Rabbi Yossi, Chamomrim shlosh demakvos all three makiv. Why? Sabri mikra darish lefana v'lefnei. Fana v'yadarish in the pasuk Yovel he both on the prior words of cross from drawer and on vavartam shofar vavartam shofar shofar tru b'chodesh shvi b'asol l'chodesh. On that also, and on the following thing, Ula Achrov. Again, Ksavar Mikradarish Lefanov on drawer, Lefnei Fanov on Avartam Shofar, and on La Achrov of Shafta Mishal Chuzaso. I have Aksiv Yovel. If you're saying that he is exclusive, it's in order to be Yovel, it must be all three, as he said, before drawer, the, the prior, even before, before, which is the Shofar, and on the after of, of Shafta Mishal Chuzaso. So what does. What does Yovel do? You said Yovel is an inclusive, even if you didn't have those avics of Yovel. How do feel about Chutzlaretz? Yovel applies even in Chutzlaretz, right? It applies even in Chutzlaretz. Avics of Baaretz. Pasuk says, "Across and draw Baaretz l'chol Yosheveh." Only in Eretz Yisrael. How means this? Bismanchin or draw Baaretz if if there's freedom in Eretz Yisrael, meaning people in Eretz Yisrael are keeping Yovel, meaning that there's a, there's an inhabitant, there's a Jewish inhabitants in Eretz Yisrael, right? And uh, then there's there's also Yovel in Chutzlaretz. No, because Bizman Shnei Baaretz, no, Bchutzlaretz, Bizman Shnei No Baaretz, and No Bchutzlaretz. And Forshim explained that going, let's say Shein Kol Yisrael, if if there's very few inhabitants in Israel, so we don't have really a Yovel. Oh, Af Chishvel Le El Shlo Tukav Lo Shochu Abarim Baaretz Shemitzvus Elu Makpas Yovel. In other words, if you don't have that, it's not Yovel. So you have to do all three. The Mishnah had said that Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for the things we described before. Meaning for Malachim, for Gaisha Malachim, and for Shemitah, and Yovel, as we talked about, and also Linatia, for deciding when, uh, you know, the uh, uh, tree, the first three years is Arla, the fourth year is Ravai, got to take it to Yerushalayim in the fourth year. So he says also, Tishrei is for that, Minalan, the Chsivit says like this, how do we know that it's, that for Arla it's also Tishrei? The first three years, the, fr- the fruits of a tree in its first three years are considered uncircumcised. You may not eat them. Uksiv, and it says, Uvashanarvis, in the fourth year, you're, it's, it's called, it's called Netravai, and you take it up to your shlime to eat. The of Shanashanami Tishrei. Ah, we said before, Mebresh Shashanavarach Shashanar first to Tishrei. Why? Because we had the other Pusik of Tikka Bachadashaf, so we know that what? That the judgment is done when. Uh, when at, at the beginning of uh, of when when there's a holiday at the beginning of the month, which is only which is only in the case of Rosh Hashanah, 
So we know that, uh, that that's when the judgment is done. And when it says the judgment is done, so we know it's speaking about Tishrei. So we say just like that, Shana is, is Tishrei. This Shana also is Tishrei. Same Kasha we had yesterday. Why don't you learn from Nisan, which would mean that Shana would be Nisan, and maybe that's when we should count the, the, the years of Arla from, uh, from then. So the answer is done in Shana, Shani Machadashim, Shana, Shani Machadashim. We learn that straight. It says, we pointed out yesterday, Reish is with is spelled without an aleph there, so it's like Tishrei. The letters Reish Shin Yutaf is also the same letters as Tishrei, says the Balturim. In any case, we point is, why don't you learn it from Rishon Chalchad Shashana? Because that's 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 a Shana that talks about Chalashim also. So done in Shana Shani Machadash. Let's learn it straight. Shana Mishana, rather than a Shana that has that is also mentioned. So done in Shana Shani Machadashim, meaning this Shana. Uh, which or Revias, which does not mention anything about months, from another Shana, which doesn't mention months, like Mereshi Shana Bada Hashana, rather the the Shaini Machadashim, Mishana Shaini Machadashim, the Ain Dun and Shana, Shaini Machadashim, Mishana Shesh Mah. So we're not gonna learn out Shana which is not mentioned Khadashim, they're like Shana Ravias, from a Pasik which does mention Khadashim. Tanrabanan. When you plant the tree, whether you plant it fresh or whether mavrach, mavrach means you take a, a regular tree that's already in the ground and you bend it over to make two trees out of that. Or if you graft one tree with another tree. If you planted it in this way with Erev uh, meaning in the sixth year, 30 days before Rosh Hashanah, before Shemitah starts, if you planted it at least 30 days before, also Loshana. So that means it took root already before, before Shemitah, before Shemitah. If Rosh Hashanah, also Lashon said, it doesn't mean Shemitah, it doesn't, even if we'll see if, if it's Shemitah, if it's Erev Shemitah, it's Mutlachan Meshviyas, but any year that you planted a tree, um, it's, if you planted it 30 days before the new year, that 30 days counts as a full year already. So now you're in your second year. At Rosh Hashanah, you're already into the second year. So if you planted it 30 days before Rosh Hashanah, also Rosh Hashanah, so when Rosh Hashanah comes, it's already counted as a year, 30 days is a year. If that new year is Shemitah, you can maintain it during Shemitah because it's already a grown tree. It's already a tree. You're allowed to maintain stuff during Shemitah. You just can't add to it. If, it, if you planted the new tree or you grafted it or you bend over a tree less than 30 days for Rosh Hashanah so that it doesn't year, those 30 days don't count. Less than that's 25 days or 29 days even doesn't count. It doesn't count as a year at all. But And now when Rosh Hashanah happens, if that new year is Shemitah year, you can't, you can't maintain it. Why? Because it wasn't really a tree already. So it's like you're planting something new. Paris Natiazu. Okay, so you say, so when is Rosh Hashanah in terms of counting it for our law? Tishrei. We just said, Echabit Tishrei. So normally, if you planted it, uh, if you planted a tree and then Rosh Hashanah came, that's already your second year, right? So we learn out from Shana that Tishrei is the new year. So if you planted it uh, before the new year, 30 days, so when Rosh Hashanah comes, that's already your second year. However, and, so, and then the next Rosh Hashanah, it's the beginning of the third year, right? Beginning of the third year. That's the beginning of your third year. So listen to this. In your third year, so this is in your third year, and you have to wait really for the fourth year to be able to eat it. So you might say, when Rosh Hashanah happened of the fourth year, which is how many years now? From the, begin, from the second year and the third year, and now the beginning of the fourth year, which is really on a calendar, is really two years. You're in the fourth year when you've had two years and a month, right? If let's say you planted it 
at the end of Av, let's be, to be safe, before Rosh Chodesh Elul, you planted a new tree. Now, when Rosh Hashanah comes, Tishrei, that's already the second year. The next Rosh Hashanah, that's the beginning of the third year. The next Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of the fourth year. How, many, how much time has elapsed? Total of two years and a month, right? Two years and a month. So, can you eat the Paris right away? Because you're in the fourth year. In Yerushalayim, if you take them to Yerushalayim, because that's what you do in the fourth year, you take the Paris to Yerushalayim. It's called Netzeravai, like Kerem Ravai. But the fruits you can't wait, even though you're in the fourth year already now, right? Two, year, two years and a month have, have elapsed. So you're in the fourth year now, you can't eat the Paris of Tubishvat, right? In other words, if it's for Arla, you can't, you can't eat it the, even until, even in, in the third year, which is really a year and a month has passed. Now you're in the third year. That's still Arla, even, on, even on, uh, until Tubishvat. And if it's in the fourth year, then it's still considered netravai, and you can't you can't eat it at all until tubishvat. In other words, even to take your shlime, you, you can't do it all because even though the tree is now four years old, so to speak, in its fourth year, but the fruits have a rule of tubishvat because we say Rosh Hashanah for, for trees is really tubishvat, as we learn according to Beis Hillel. So even though when it comes to when is it considered a year for Arlo, we based on the Pasuk of Natiya, we said it's really the new year counts from Tishrei. So you can count your second year and your third year and your fourth year based on Tishrei. But when it comes to eating the fruits, it's like a combination. You have to wait for Tubishvat. How do we know this? We'll see this tomorrow. Amr in the third line. Have a good day, everybody. Kol Tuf.